everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, this is show number 142 and if I sound a bit livelier than usual, that is because we're recording in the morning. In the morning I hear you say, that's crazy, but there is a good reason for it. First of all though, Graham, how you doing mate? I'm doing all right. If I sound a bit deader than usual, that's because we're recording in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not a morning's person, but I've had my peanut butter on toast and a cup of tea, and I'm good to go. Uh, And very much looking forward to our chat this morning. You really should start drinking coffee in the mornings. It'll, yeah, it it gives you a little bit of zing in your step, you know, but uh, tea tea won't help. You've met me, Aid. Do you really want me drinking coffee? Is that really a thing you think the world needs? Okay, let's move on swiftly, swiftly moving on. <laughs> so, so we had, right, so the reason we're recording in the morning, we had a conversation with Anil the Hoarder um, uh, about how many cameras it's possible for one man to own. And then we thought we'd better, t- we'd be good to talk to somebody who's on the other side of that equation. So somebody for whom part of their life involves selling cameras and other things in the analog community as well. Um, and so uh, you reached out to uh, our friend of the show and organised our super special guest through this week. Why wouldn't you go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, it's an absolute delight to have back on the show somebody who we should have spoken to again long since because he's only been on the show once uh, over two years ago now, I think. Or so, yeah, over a year something ago, like that. certainly, anyway, yeah. Certainly over a year ago. Um, and when he was on the show, he was with a couple of other real reprobates, so he barely got a nerd in edgewise. Um, so it's an absolute delight to welcome back to the show Bellamy Hunt from Japan Camera Hunter. Bellamy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on. Uh, sorry I've left it for so long. <laughs> well, right. we're imagining yeah, you've been quite you busy. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, your world has kind of uh, exploded with popularity over the last few weeks. Well, not last few weeks, but last few years, as the high-end market has grown significantly, hasn't it? I mean, you just yeah. seem to have got busier and busier. Yeah, yeah, it, it's become sort of uh, uh, far more than I thought it would be you know I'm pleasantly surprised I'm also exhausted (laughs) Um, especially I updated the website like two weeks ago three weeks ago and I've gained four new email addresses which is as you can imagine a a, a great deal of fun (laughs) (laughs) why did you do that I don't know (laughs) Um, it's meant to make things easier to sort through things and it has done but you know because of the the new site obviously there's been an uptick in in requests so and i do try and answer every single one which keeps him on my toes (laughs) even even the ridiculous ones which anybody who follows you on twitter will occasionally see you get at least a few yeah Yeah, well my favorite i mean it's the one i tweeted yesterday or the day before and it's the people who say, hey, I want to get a, a full Leica M mount set. My budget is having 150 bucks. And I just write back, yeah, yeah, me too, man. <laughs> 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 you know, um, uh, but I do try and have uh, a bit more tact. Uh, <laughs> well it's a business it's a business why. at the end of the day isn't it so yeah yeah sure. i mean I see, I see some of your stuff on 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 twitter and stuff as well but yeah you're running you're running a real business and i think that's that was yeah. one of the things that we were keen to catch up on because we've had the we've had the consumer side conversation recently about where all this yeah. is going and and about um, you know how good kendall jenner is for residual prices on cameras and stuff like that <laughs> but uh, but you know that that short short 
there is clearly an impact on your side and we know you're working really hard on the film stuff you're working really hard on other stuff and you still got yeah. what what is the business that i think i first became aware of you for which is the the camera sales side of the business yeah. as well but yeah. yeah so you know well what well, tell us i mean you we had, let's start with it let's start with that actually because you know that that was the point of our conversation last time around on this which was you know the, the price to consumers what what does that what, what does that look like from your side it's it's become um quite surprising you know how quite how quickly some of the cameras have jumped in price in particularly in the last year or so um especially when there's some sort of news piece or something pops up and people suddenly recognize the camera. Um, the T2 was the one, you know, with the Jenners, but also uh, the, the uh, Wide Lux, the TX1, things like this. And the prices have doubled, even in some cases tripled from what they were two, three years ago. And, and that means, you know, you're talking from $1,000 to $3,000, which is nuts. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I do, I do say to people, you know, I will find this for you if you want me to, but just, <laughs> be, like just be aware. But just be aware, you know, it's going to cost this much, and I do think it's not necessarily the best thing to buy. And there are some cameras I just won't, I, I just won't deal with anymore. You know. Um, so which cameras won't you deal with anymore? I don't uh, source. Uh, and people cannot source from me uh, compact cameras at all. And that's just because, you know, too many people ask. There's not enough cameras. I can't give people a good deal. Um, also, uh, some cameras are just not worth it. They have failed. You know, the Minolta CLE, any of the Fuji electronic cameras, um, uh, lots of the Olympus and Pentax, Spotmatics and things like that. I don't want to sell a camera to somebody and have it two weeks later them saying it's not working. That's not fair. Yeah. So, so, so as, as a just... business, as a businessman, you want to give your customers the best experience and, yeah. and those cameras are no longer going to do that. Exactly. I, you know, when I send a camera out, I tend to not want to see it come back. <laughs> I can know? understand that. <laughs> um, and, and that's because I want that person to be really happy with it. Of course, if they're not happy with it, I'll make sure we work out a way that they are, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just some it's not worth it anymore. I don't think the prices are fair to people. But at the same time, I do sell uh, compact cameras on consignment. If somebody says, you know, can you sell my Contax T2? Sure. Yeah, I can sell it for you. Try not to overinflate the price. But, you know, um, I try and keep it realistic. Yeah, which, which it must be getting harder and harder and harder. It is. It is harder and harder and harder. And, you know, I especially because a lot of my business previously was me sourcing cameras, which still is a part of my business. But uh, consignment sales are a big thing for me now. And the customer who's selling the item I'm selling the item for, they set the price. Right. So I can advise them on this. But I can't just tell them that's how much I'm selling it for, you know. And so sometimes they put, well, kind of wacky prices on stuff. <laughs> and I just well, have to go with it. Taking your puns. Um, and these consignment sales, are these people exclusively in Japan who you're selling no, for? Or are these people around no, the world? All over the world. Um, all over the world. 
Yeah, um, lots of my customers, but also, you know, new people have heard about my service. So, yeah. One of, the, one of the things I would really love to get your opinion on, and I think you are incredibly well positioned to have thoughts on this, um, is given, well, okay, well, I suppose two questions. Question part A, uh, the what would you say makes up the majority of your customer base? Is this people who are coming new to these things because they've been influenced by what they've seen in the media or is this um people who have been into Ooh. photography for a while um that's a good question um i think there's a bit of both it's you know um it's certainly seen a lot more recently of people who are new to it mm -hmm. you know, and i'm advising them on their first camera which is nice you know i try and make sure they get something that's right for them um but there's what I see a lot of, in actual fact, is a lot of returnees. So people who had film cameras, you know, back in the day, sold it all off, went digital, and now are coming back to film and saying, hey, look, I used to have a Nikon F3. I want another one. Can you look after me? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I'm seeing a lot of now. So something that's robust like a Nikon F3, you know, that's going to last yeah. probably outlast all of us if it's if it's taken care of. <laughs> yeah. So 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 that that's presumably is a is a is a, a query you're happy to take on because you're yeah. going to have a, yeah. a happy I, customer at the end of it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, those F, Nikon F stuff is my bread and butter. I mean, you know, there's every week four or five cameras that you know get sourced for people. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's not just collector stuff. Sometimes it is, which is cool. You know, I can, cool, there's something for Instagram. But there's plenty of just regular dude cameras, or, you know, regular photographer cameras. Um, F3s, FE2s, FM2s, all that sort of stuff. Have you seen, um, because what was it, um, Brie Larson, was it the F, um, not good with Nicole, FE10? Was that the one that she was oh, supposed to Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's not actually a Nikon. Isn't it? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a Corsina camera, but it, it's made for Nikon by Corsina. And ha have you seen, so as a result of this, so, this is a, a, anybody going, oh, I want one of those now? No, no. And that's the funny thing because, I mean, well, I mean, you can buy the FM10. You can still buy the FM10. They still make it, or at least they did up until recently, I think. Mm. Um, and it's a student camera. It's cheap as chips. Yeah. So, you know, if they come to me, I'm going to my fee will cost the price of the camera gotcha you know and they'll just yeah. be like what are you trying to do rip me off no i swear i'm not <laughs> so the, the other thing i wanted to ask then kind of in relation to what your market's made up of and i suppose yeah. this probably more is more relevant to the segment where it's new people coming in and probably the people who are coming in because they are being you know it's appealing to them because of people in the media who are using them sure. Do you think that there is a risk that this is going to be a bubble for some cameras, especially where um, they are very popular because someone's using them, the price goes through the roof, and then that goes away, and suddenly there's a lot of people who actually didn't have an interest in film photography, probably still don't, who go, well, I've got this thing. It cost me loads of money, and now I don't want it anymore because this person's moved on with oh, their life. And I think, yeah, I think that's already happening with some, perhaps. I mean, I've heard plenty of, you know, cases of people finding contacts T3s for absolutely ridiculous sums and then going, actually, you know what, I don't like it. 
you know, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, 1800 bucks is a lot of don't like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, yes, you will see that naturally you will see that with, uh, cameras or whatever the product may be popular with uh, celebrities and then you know raises the popularity yeah of course um i think some of the cameras though will be able to hold their value as provided they're you know looked after so there is something in that at least they'll get their return you know yeah yeah, yeah. are you finding that, that you're seeing much competition in your line of work because absolutely yeah yeah not even a vague question yes yeah um and it's different types there there's uh chances you know people have just been out for a quick buck they usually disappear pretty quickly um the ebayers you know who decide they're going to be a professional ebayer they usually disappear pretty quickly too um but then there's been uh, a really big uptick in uh, professional buyers, particularly from Asia, um, whereas it used to be Europe. Now it's Asia and it was China, but now that's shifting. And you're seeing a lot more buyers from Thailand and Vietnam and Singapore and places like that. So, yeah. And, and are they buying that they're buying not to collect, but buying to sell on then? Well, they are buying for collectors in okay. some cases, or, or they are buying to sell on, but usually their customers are already kind of set. So, yeah, okay. So, so, yeah. so they, um, they, they've got, got yeah, they're, then, after the, they're after the super rare, the big stuff, you know. So, but they, uh, yeah, they have an effect on the market because these guys, you know, they can't sell that many cameras. So they, obviously trade in other lower end stuff so they come and clear the shelves of the basic stuff too and that can be an issue you know because that leaves uh very little on the market for everybody else um but then you know I, you say that but they only come for fairs uh so they do that once twice three times a year whereas i'm here all year round you know um and so I, I do have that advantage over them. Yeah. Okay. So, so and, yeah. and, and therefore, so do your clients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and I can find what's best on the market where it's best. I know the stores. I know the traders. I know all of them. I know where to call, you know, and yeah, local knowledge, I guess you could call it. Yeah. I mean, are you, is it still part of your business that you're, you are going out just looking for cameras, ah, not yeah. forcing or is it all, okay, I'm trying to find a thing for a person these days? Yeah. So, you know, I used to go out and the image was of me walking around and hitting all the stores. And I did used to do that, but now, you know, I'm a bit older and, you know, I'm a bit wiser. <laughs> and I'm a bit Mostly lazier, older. And, you know, um, and I got a bit, you know, after a while, I thought, yeah, this isn't going to make much sense. I'm doing too much walking. Um, and so my relationship at that point was good enough with stores that I could just call them and say, have you got this? You know my standards. You know what I like. If you've got it, send it to me. And, you know, that that's done. I pay them at the end of the month. And yeah, so I created accounts with stores and things like that, um, which is 
local advantage, you know, and it makes it easier for me to work. So you can work smarter, not harder. You know, which which yeah. has given you all that free time to pursue other <laughs> uh, other lines of business. <laughs> So, yeah. so my, my, my picture of the evolution of your business, because as I said, yeah, the, the time I first became aware of the work that you're doing is, is at that time, probably when you were still doing a lot of walking around. You know, yeah. And, you know, uh, and that's grown. And then and then I think was it was is it fair to say that the next thing that you started to get more involved in was film? Yeah. Yeah. And, and... So, yeah, it was that. I mean, I'd been doing the film cases and accessories and things, but I. I kind of came to the realization that something bigger needed to happen um you know and and i'd been reading the the market at the time and it was well it's quite depressing really (laughs) (laughs) um you know because i've been running the site and i'd been doing film news so i'd sort of been able to report on all of the discontinuations and all of this sort of thing and i thought you know there's got to be something i can do to to reverse that or or try to at least you know show some positive aspect something positive and fortunately due to the nature of my business i knew the right people that could help me make that happen um yeah so it it was just an idea that i had mentioned to one of them you know in passing like you know what i i, I want to put a film on the market and a year later, I was actually discussing actually doing it, you know, and going, oh, my God, where am I going to find this kind of money? <laughs> yeah. But that, that that's a couple of years ago now, isn't it? I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and you, you've even managed to add, you know, 120 film and stuff like that. And yep. So, so yeah, that that is, and, and that was one of the things, you know, again, we did, you know, sort of discussing, as, as we do occasionally the 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 sustainability uh, of the yeah. of the of film photography yeah actually the yeah. the film manufacturing area is is you know we, we had i think graham it was 2017 wasn't it where practically every week we were announcing new films <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. i mean uh, th- this is what i wanted to show people that it wasn't impossible to do you know i think that was the main thing um, it definitely wasn't a problem. Do you regret that now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I didn't think I would, you know, make much money on it, but I didn't think I'd lose money on it. But, um, you know, it film, um, I, I think it's, it's difficult. You have to spend an awful lot of money to make it profitable. You can't do it on a small scale, mm. you know. And this is where the whole economies of scale thing came with people criticizing Fuji, myself included, um, and, and you know, Kodak, but failing to realize that they had a, a manufacturing system that was built for a high output volume based on sales from the 1980s, you know? Um, yeah. Which is just, you, you just cannot make that kind of volume in one batch now. It would, they would never sell it. They would, <laughs> you know, so... And and it's not a case of scaling back at that point. You have to completely, you know, dismantle. Um, yeah. So, and, to, and since we last spoke to you about, yeah, since you were last on the show, of course, there's, yeah, we've spoken yeah. to Ilford um, and, yeah. and learned the learned the story of the challenges they faced, and and actually yeah. to to be uh, to be fair to them, largely overcome. Um, and yes. we've spoken with Kodak and or, or at least yeah. Kodak Alaris anyway. Uh, Fuji is slightly less keen to talk to us, but. <laughs> 
Fuji's less keen to talk to anybody, and I don't think I would ever be allowed to darken their doors. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's yeah. let's move on. Let's move on then. But we, yes, you, you know, we we all we all know the, the the situation with with products coming and going over time. So sure. yeah, we we don't we yeah. don't need to recap that. But can, can I ask you? So as as a vendor and as somebody who's also in the thick of it. Um, yeah. What do you have a view of the the current sustainability of of the film market? I, yeah, um, I from looking at it at the back end, it it's still sustainable for a you know good period of time. There needs to be more investment in the manufacturing side. There needs to be more investment in the uh, development side. Um, you know, the developing machines are becoming more and more expensive. And some of them are getting harder to repair. Um, and this is a thing to, to buy uh, a developing machine like a Noritsu now, you've got to have an awful lot of money. Um, so it's not necessarily an appealing thing for uh, smaller businesses. So, you know, but that's where we've seen things like the new Cine Steel Powder film are going to start replacing that in some aspects where people start thinking, this cannot be that hard to do at home. You know, um, yeah. this, this is something I could do. And so that's going to be, you're going to see a shift in the market in that respect. As less places become available to develop outside, people will start learning how to do it more at home, which in turn, you know, then leads us to the next issue, which is scanning. Because scanning right now is horrible. <laughs> right. Word. I, I avoid it like the plague actually yeah right yeah and the, the the methods you know i've heard people say oh, i've got these amazing results oh yeah how did you do that so i got an slr and then i got this attachment and then i put that attachment on the lens and then i put the lens up on a on the ceiling and then i laid everything <laughs> out on a grid and uh, yeah forget it mate i'm not doing that <laughs> you know that's not happening i uh, do you know what last time i did any scanning i used a bronica lens with two adapters to a fuji camera <laughs> yeah yeah that's too much fatting right so you know then ne the next step really would be for an electronics maker of some kind or anyone you know with a bit of savvy to say right i'm going to make a 32-bit pack on i'm going to make a scanner that is easy for me to use and means I can put my photos on my phone like that. And then Kodak, people go, holy crap, I'll do that. Yeah, Kodak have just brought out or are bringing out a new scanner, aren't they? Kodak? <laughs> <laughs> is it really Kodak? <laughs> well, all right. I mean, let's say uh, a Kodak branded scanner is on the way. Have, yes. you, have you seen? I, I haven't uh, seen I or have, read any of that. I've seen it. a picture of it and I read briefly and went, hmm, that looks nope. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, just because, and this is the thing, it's hard to get the right quality. When I say somebody sh should be able to do, you know, put it on your phone, I'm talking about you need a pack on quality scanner, you know, um, and that's going to be more expensive that's going to be harder to make not impossible with the right investment with the right people but you would yeah it would need some kind and not only that it's got to be able to do the film on a cycle as opposed to individual frames yeah you yeah know? yeah that, so that, that, that's, that's yes. the next that's the next uh step to attack 
I guess. So, so well, that's interesting because yeah, that's interesting because on a personal basis, I've had fewer conversations about the last two things you've mentioned about the whole sort of developing side and the machinery for that, and and I've mm-hmm. had fewer conversations about the scanning side. Uh, yeah. And it's it's easy, I guess, to get very excited about all of the prices for the for the capture equipment, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. not just about capture, is it? No, no, no. There's so much more to it than that, and you have to look at the bigger picture. Um, if we want to make it sustainable, we have to make sure we're investing in everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that takes, and and if that means a film has got to be eight dollars a roll, no, you know, six pounds a roll or eight pounds a roll or whatever, then then that money and that money is going to development of new products i don't really see why people get upset about how expensive things are you know That's, you've got it's got to be sustainable that, that was something i actually would wanted to ask you about because uh obviously in the last couple of weeks um fuji announced they're putting their prices up on the film yeah and um you know there's been the unsurprising response to that and fortunately <laughs> The community's moral compass, uh, the community's self-elected moral compass, God bless him, um, uh, put out a good and lengthy article. Yes. It was very lengthy. I, I, I skimmed read it. I, I read it. Um, I declined to put out an article because I don't think it would have been even as vaguely, slightly diplomatic as ends. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably would have got me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, no, M is good. I mean, the thing is, you, you, M can sort of say almost anything he wants within his articles because there's so many words that you're going to miss out on the words that are inflammatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but his underlying point was that, uh, exactly as you were saying, um, the the cost of film needs to ref- doesn't just need to make enough money to wipe its nose. It needs no. to make enough money to continue development, and and uh, because it's it, not it needs, a static process, yeah. things change. It's not just a case of continuing development. You've got staff to pay. You've got all of these things to pay. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be something that the business can grow. And the way things are, you know, raw materials for everything now are becoming more expensive. Um, And so, you know, yeah, as the film and because it's been produced in smaller amounts as it was previously, you know, um, their profit margin is smaller. And it, as somebody, it yeah, as somebody making your own film, is your film at the price you feel it should be at the moment, or are you underselling it in your mind? Um, so, actually, you know, my film has also been hit by price increase because this is an industry-wide thing, and it comes from the raw materials and the the process of manufacturing. Um, I have been hit since I started manufacturing it. Um, my first year, I was hit with like a 3% rise. Last year, I got a 6% rise. This year, I, I believe I will get roughly the same. I haven't passed any of these on to the customers yet because yeah. I'm trying to hold off on doing that. But it's getting to the point, especially with exchange rates, you know, now that I might not have any choice. So I'm, I might have to face up to being one of the bad guys and saying, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to have to raise the price of the film. <laughs> okay so, so well, let's to. think about that so do, do you know and and please feel free not to answer this but right if, sure. if i if i look up uh, uh the price of uh, a, a th- roll of 35 mil jch yeah. um yeah, film on uh analog wonderland friend of the show paul morning right. paul yeah. um uh morning, paul. yeah that's currently retailing in the uk here at eight pounds 
So, yeah. so it, and and please feel free not to answer this question. But what do you think is the sustainable price to the end consumer of the, uh, for for that film? Um, at the moment, eight pounds. That's good news. Uh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's good news. That, no, I think that's fine for now. For now, <laughs> in twenty twenty. But you know, but in twenty twenty, I I can't say because you know they will rise raise the price on me again, and it might not be that I'll be able to deal with that. It depends on how much I can buy at one time. Um, you know, so uh, because and that's how, about how much I can sell. You know, so yeah. it's you know you have to be able to keep it going. So you have to balance the price out where you're not too high so nobody will buy it, and you're not too low so you don't make any money got to find that sweet spot and it's a very 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 narrow sweet spot in terms of volume um obviously can't well specific numbers would be fairly meaningless anyway but yes <laughs> how how are sales of jch doing i mean has it with regards to your expectations with regards to your ability to um, meet demand how is jch street pan doing it, it exceeded my expectations for sure i mean there has been slow points um you know winter is always a slow time nobody's going out shooting it's bloody cold it's raining or whatever so everybody stays at home um but you know the street pan i feel you know in a lot of places it's always been viewed as that special role you know as opposed to i'm going to shoot you know loads of hp4 and then i'll break out one of my special roles yeah. You know, you, you realize um, you just said HP4 and the internet's going to murder you for saying HP4. But we know what you meant. Did I? A generic film from a competitor. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah that, I was trying. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I shoot HP6. a lot of HP4 myself, actually. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. XP6 and all that. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of just I, I wanted to keep it in in, you know, in that vein. I want people to know it's a special film, but I would like people to buy more of it, um, <laughs> obviously, you know, because the more I can sell, the cheaper I can make it. it, it it's simple economics, you know, um, because I can then make more. Uh, and the, the larger batches I make, the cheaper it becomes. Um, economies of scale. Uh, but the, the next scale up, it's quite substantially bigger so yeah. um i'm really going to have to hope to sell a lot more but you know we're trying we're not we don't have the advertising budget of other companies you know it's word of mouth and considering word of mouth and the internet and you know the community i i'm really pleased yeah you know, it's done well it's it, good, it, it, good it, to hear good yeah. yeah, is the ongoing supply good and stable for you with, with both formats? Yeah. Is it like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, this is just, there's well, no worries with I, that. Yeah, um, so um, I I actually just sold out of, of 35 mil and 120, uh, like last week, of my remaining stocks. So that doesn't mean everywhere is sold out. I mean, that's my remaining stock, which means the stores have it now, I don't. Um, and I'm expecting the next batch of... 35 to come in in the next week or so i'm fine you know so that's fine but there will be a delay on the 120 so yeah, this this happens you know um it's the manufacturing process it's not always as easy as you want it to be um so i just have to wait and i think that's been the same for a lot of the smaller manufacturers you know you just have to wait you know yeah 
Um, <laughs> do you have a, a desire or plans? I suppose desire, definitely. But is the range going to expand? Um, I would like it to, yeah. I mean, that that is a desire for sure. But to expand um, takes, yeah, quite uh, a, it's quite a large step up in the amount of money. And I've already put everything I have into this, you know. Um, I, I do mean everything. Um, and, you know, so I'm sort of gambling on that in a bit of, in a way. I don't, I'm currently just not able to, to do that. Um, but if I keep on plugging away, there's, the plan is certainly there, you know, to, to do new things. Okay. And, I mean, given that, the, like, it's, we, we are just at the stage of desires and not even, like, really putting merch in the way of plans for us. What would you like to do? Like, not saying what will you do, but what would you like to do? What would you like the JCH range to comprise of? You know, if, if you could wave a magic wand, what skip forward like five to? years. <laughs> yeah. What would JCH I like slide to do? film. Uh, yeah, JCH slide film. That would be a good one. Um, I would like to do a, I'd like to make a scanner. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to uh, get that camera done. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, I think you remember that. <laughs> And I think, you know, um, not just a slide, I'd like to see, you know, maybe uh, a, a couple of slide, couple of color films. Yeah, I think we've got enough black and white. We're, we're cool for black and white right now. Mm -hmm. I think we need a bit more color and a bit more reversal. I'll, I'll totally get behind you on the color, right? Um, because as somebody who doesn't shoot a lot of black and white film, um yeah it's it, it's it's an interesting direction of travel if you if you if you look at the film market and you look at all of all of the the uh, a lot of the innovation is coming yeah and there are exceptions but a lot of the innovation is coming in the black and white products yeah. not in the color products and yes of yeah. course you know and again yeah i may i may be at risk of the internet jumping on me now because of course we yeah we've had recently things like ectochrome right just to pick one example not at random sure right yeah. um but but the you know it, it is interesting to, to to think about the future of of in some ways of your, your bog standard color neg Right, because it, yeah. it, it that that's I'm I'm guessing you know it it's hard. It, well, we know it's harder to manufacture in some ways, but you know, yes. it, it's it's <laughs> it, it, also all of that ecosystem around it is is in some ways more complex as well, isn't it? Because it's less sure. easy to yeah. do some of that stuff at home, although the market is moving on that now. Sure, sure. Um, um, yeah, uh, the the color film one, you know, would be a challenge for sure. I think it would. That is a case of sort of big investment. Um, because there's not many places that can do it either. You know, you're talking about, and I don't think anybody's just going to build a new factory from scratch. <laughs> no. Did, so the, the, there's what, maybe three or four plants in the world that could take on a job yeah. like that now? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so you'd have to go through them. Um, yeah, so it would take a lot of money, um, some some big old, big old balls as well somebody said i'd say you've been pretty ballsy already the amount of commitment you've made to this stuff you know uh, uh, at a business level at a personal level you know it's yeah, uh, i just don't want to go back to what i used to do <laughs> <laughs> what, walk, walking around the shops <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know what? Oh, so there, yeah. there are people on the, in this world who would who would think that that's a, a personal shopper, right? For, for gadgets that you actually enjoy shopping for. That, well, for some people, know, this, that's their this, dream job. This is the thing. I mean, um, it, don't get me wrong. It still is my dream job. I still get really excited by what I do, you know. And there are occasions where clients do come to Japan and say, I want you to show me around. And I say, well... <laughs> Um, yeah, but that's going to cost you quite a lot of money because, you know, that's my time. But they're happy to do it just to be shown around. They want to be shown around. And there's a real joy in finding something cool for them when I'm with them. You know, um, they're just over the moon. So, you know, you've set them up. Yeah, that, that that's good. Yeah. Although for some reason, I now have um, uh, an image. Have you ever seen the movie Blow? Yes, yes. Yeah. You know what happens when he introduces his clients to his supplier at the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, that actually has happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, yeah, I don't begrudge them for going straight to the source. You know, uh, as I say to people who ask me, um, I get a lot of people mailing me saying, hey, look, I'm coming to Japan. Can you get me a camera and deliver it in person? And I always say to them, no. And it's not because I don't want to meet you. No, no, nothing like that. I'm not a complete recluse, just partial. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's more to do with if you buy it from me, because I'm a net, primarily an export business, I have to charge Japanese sales tax. But if they go and buy one of those things from the store, you know, there's plenty of stores in Tokyo. If they go and buy one from the store, they'll be able to get it tax free and they won't have to pay my fee, which saves them a load of money so they can buy some lovely film. And I tell them, you know, it, it's just easier for you to come and buy one yourself. And there's a lot of fun in finding something for yourself. And here's a map. Here's all the shops. Go for it. Knock yourself out. You know, I don't want to take somebody's money, you know, for not really doing all that much if they're here, you know. Yeah. 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 Although yeah, that, that's, that's interesting, actually, because I've because I've, I've actually never been to Japan, although I'd like to get uh, get there one day. But that is the sort of thing that you you think about when you when you know an expert in a town. You know, you think, oh, it'd be great. You know, I've I've spoken to this person on the internet, or I've, I've listened, you know, listened to their show, or whatever it might be. You think, oh, it'd be great to meet up and have a beer. You know, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but but maybe yeah, or, or and or do do business. But maybe maybe it's not always the right thing, and you don't it, you don't necessarily yeah. know the local it, situations, do you? Yeah, sure. It becomes a bit difficult because I think. You know, I, I used to actually meet an awful lot of people. I'd, I'd come out and I'd meet. But it got to the point where I was like, you know, people, <laughs> loads and loads of people saying, hey, can we meet? And and saying, hey, can we hang out? And can we drink? And I'm like, I, I can't drink every day. I can't do it. You know, I can't. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. So I and and it was, you know, I've got to work. And because this is a full time job, I do have staff, you know, um, I have responsibilities. So t as they say, time is money. Yes. You know, so um, it, it's cool to hang out when it's hangout time, but it can't always be hangout time. No, no. Fair, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, okay. So, so that we've covered pretty much everything and now we get to an area where i where, and i know you can't have too many detailed conversations but um you mentioned sure. very very briefly a few minutes ago you you said in your dream world oh i'd like to get that camera done and then you sort of moved on really really quickly <laughs> but i expect yeah. i expect a few of our listeners may have caught that comment so so do yeah, feel do I feel obliged to ask <laughs> some angry comments um yeah uh i mean 
so the intention is still there. The, the belief is still pure, um, as they say. We have the design and the idea of the camera we want. Um, there are things that are holding us up, and one of them is, is money. And I've already put a, quite a lot of money into this, um, way more than I thought I would. Um, and, and it's going to continue until we can get certain things um, sorted out legally. Because what I did not anticipate when I took this on, I thought, oh, I will be able to do this and this and this. I know manufacturers and, and then legal stuff. Start, you know, lawyers starting appear and patent licenses and things like that. And you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah, that threw a spanner in the works. Um, personal uh, health issues also threw a spanner in the works. Um, so we are still working on it. Um, but you, yeah, you said you, sorry, but you, you said you've got um, the, the design done. Um, has have the things, the roadblocks that you've hit, the the lessons that you've already had to learn, has that changed what your initial vision was? Because when, when you when you first started talking about this, it was basically it was very broad. It was we want to make a high end point and shoot similar to the contacts, only less breaky. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, what, you know, it's changed absolutely. I mean, there's certain things we realise you just can't make anymore. They don't have that capability, or um, things that uh, uh, you know they're just too too difficult to do. Some of the things they so the one of the major roadblocks, and I think you will find this if you speak to any of the independent camera makers, is the shutter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We hear and, that quite and, a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, and there are some significant issues surrounding that you know so we've had to look at um different ways from the way we originally planned to do it and and that also goes for a lot of the stuff in the camera because some things don't exist anymore so you have to use new tech which fit, works in a different way which fits in a different way you know um yeah there's there's a lot of complications um and it's going to take way more money than i thought it was which is going to be interesting. So, this is the but, bit where it know, scares me because we're getting into sci-fi territory here, right? Yeah. You know, the collapse of modern society and engineering and manufacturing. Because you, yeah. you say things like this, we we just don't have the ability to do that anymore, right? Yeah. And it's like, so wow. Lost, you know, what happened? Yeah, and that's and that's a scary thing. It is a case of wow because um, it, cameras and and things like this sort of had a. Uh, less computerized, more hands-on approach to manufacture in the old days, but also um, as technologies improved or improved in the way that was more convenient for the digital age, uh, other, you know, sort of more analog technologies and manufacturing processes were essentially forgotten. You know, the people who, who knew how to do it retired and they didn't train anybody else to do it after them. Uh, Nikon found this problem when they made their uh, uh, anniversary S3. Um, so they manufactured the ball bearings, but because they, they didn't know how the tolerances were with the original ones, because the guys who'd made them had retired, the whole batch of the first batch of cameras that they made, none of them worked and they all had to be returned and destroyed because nobody knew what the tolerances, what the bearings were. So they made them wrong, you know, um, blimey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a lot of money to just have to trash. 
you know yeah. so and and that's what we had to bear in mind with making this you know if you make 10,000 cameras you have to be aware that maybe 2,000 of those cameras will never hit the shelf because they won't work or there'll be something wrong or you yeah. know I suppose the the other thing is that the cameras that you are the, the sort of the design brief that you gave yourself is yeah. essentially it's at the pinnacle of modern film camera evolution you know things like yeah. the contacts and they were like this is the last generation the, the the highest end thing that you are chasing i mean and yeah. it's hard enough for people like reflex who are trying to rebuild slrs in the format that they were in essentially since sort of the 60s 70s onwards and yet you're here trying to reproduce something that was the very pinnacle of all of that yeah and and that's the thing because you know we thought that there would be access to certain technologies and we still think that there are access to certain technologies because it, it would be a bit different from how the manuf you know the contacts was manufactured. But it, it's a case of again, there's sticking points, you know. Um, and it's not like contacts was, and this is what people have to sort of understand. Everything was made under one roof. You had contractors outside locally who made parts to fit inside the thing which was manufactured by contact, well, you know, Kyocera in a factory which was theirs, whereas nowadays there is no one centralized location. So you have to face the fact that either you have to get lots of different companies to play nice with each other who essentially don't like each other very much, or you have to build a factory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, in my, in my professional yeah. life, I live in the world where you have to get a lot of companies that don't necessarily like each other very much to play nice. And yes. and um, even uh, what I find is even when there is a will to collaborate on the thing that you're all trying to get together, the the, the difference in in uh, priorities, let's say, let's just call it priorities. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, the yes. difference, the difference in business strategic priorities trips you yeah. up at every step. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that, you know, um, it's. And also this distance, uh, I mean, it's it's difficult because you've got to get all of these people to play nice, but not necessarily all of them are from the same country or even culture, you know, and you have to get them to agree with one another when, you know, maybe one of those cultures doesn't have the word agree in their language. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, how am I going to do this? Um, it can be entertaining. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not exactly the best diplomat. So. <laughs> okay on, on so a scale of sorry hey, go on no i was just i was just gonna say do you know what they there you go internet right for you know a little bit of insight into to to the the workings of projects like this um so uh back off internet <laughs> no i mean we still want to do it and we're still waiting for things to happen which takes some time legally um but Did... we are still going through and I've put enough money in this that I don't want to back down. So there this is this is a really harsh question to ask. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm going to ask it. And particularly bearing in mind what you just said, you, know, you have personally sunk a lot of money into this and other investors have sunk a lot of money into this. Um, not, yeah, well, some have not so, that many. Yeah. OK, not not <laughs> enough investors have sunk yeah. enough money into this. So come on, <laughs> investors, pull your finger out um, on a scale of one to 100. Yeah. What is your confidence that you'll be able to pull this off at, at this point? By 2020, um, like 
five. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, it, it's just not possible to make something yeah. like that in two years. It's just impossible. Um, but, you know, by mid 20, you know, 2025, I think it would be entirely possible to make this. Yeah. So provided we had, you know, the right legal clearance, provided we had the right uh, uh, parts and manufacture and the aftercare, which is something people forget. You have to make sure that you have the aftercare so that people five years down the line can still get their camera service. You know, um, to have this system in place. It, yeah, it could be done with the right yeah. assistance. Yeah, for sure. That's really heartening. And, and also, to be honest, it's really nice to hear a, a, a timescale given which sounds um, realistic. You know, six yeah. years away is, is a long way away, but it also sounds like the, the amount of time that would be needed to make this yeah. work. To, um, to get it on the scale that would actually make a difference. You know, to get it on a small scale, yeah, it would be much quicker, but it, it wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't be very good. It wouldn't be what you would or I would hope it to be. And I don't want to put it out there unless it's good. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do a half-assed job of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it because of the fact that it became clear that the, you had taken on the project that was far larger than you had initially realised and, and that the end was so far away? Was part, that part of the reason that um, you decided to kind of go, well, OK, I want, I want something that's going to be... In between, uh, sorry, I missed, and I missed um, the, the JC. No, is that is the fact that the um, the camera, the lead time on that is so long that you decide to go. Well, I want to do something else that's quicker turnaround, and the street pan yeah. disposable cameras came yeah, out. That that well, no, that that actually had nothing to do with that. It was just, it was suggested to me. So I have a an assistant, and uh, we did uh, we were looking at the disposable cameras that were on the market. You know, we were playing, he'd, he'd taken some pictures with one, I'd taken some. And I, he just said to me, you know, we should make one. I was like, yeah, we should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that, that would be fun. That would be cool. I didn't want to make a lot. I just wanted to have a bit of fun. So we just thought it would be cool to make one. And I'd made some inquiries and I found, you know, how I can get it done. And, and I said to him, okay, design the box. And he came up with this absolutely awesome design. Um, and, and, you know, we just put it out for a bit of fun. It was never intended to be like a precursor or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it just happened to come out at the right, you know, at the time at Fotokina. In fact, I was given my final samples, you know, my final actual cameras at Fotokina as I arrived. You know, and I hadn't seen them up until that point, so... It was quite exciting, yeah. And and how was the response to that by the internet? Um, interesting. Uh, <laughs> Predictable. Polite, polite way to say it. Uh, I, I think I've been called just about every name so far. But, um, no, but there's also been uh, really surprising results, um, particularly from... Uh, people I just didn't expect or, or places I didn't expect, a company in, in Europe, a company, a large multinational bought a whole bunch of them because they wanted to do a staff event and they wanted to record the whole thing on film and the guy happened to like my film. So that was, that was kind of cool, you know. Um, and apparently somebody had one at the Grammys or something, which was kind of cool. That's so, awesome. Um, 
you know, I, I haven't seen results. I've just been told it was taken there. Um, and in the States, people will be able to get them in Urban Outfitters. So, you know, that's pretty exciting too. Um, in fact, it got, I, I, I sold out. <laughs> so now I have to decide if I'm actually going to make another one. Uh, and do you want to? <laughs> can, can, can I bring up? I, I mean, I don't follow anything closely enough, but I certainly saw um, probably because you, you were responding to them angry uh, comments about some of the things. So one of the things that got brought up was about the fact that it is a disposable camera and disposable yeah. plastics are a real hot topic at the yes. moment with good yeah. reason. It was so, horrible timing on that in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did get picked apart pretty badly by that lot. And I did point out that um, any camera store that deals with, uh, or developer that deals with Kodak, and in many cases Fuji, those companies, particularly Kodak, will take anybody's disposable camera back as a recyclable. Um, yeah. Not just theirs. So you can say to the store, please, you know, hand that over for recycling, and it can be done or can be taken by them for reuse. So, yeah, yeah but it was it was a difficult. Yeah, that was a difficult one. People did get a bit hot under the collar about that. And I'm not, you know, um, I, I, I can completely understand why, because I don't really want to put out more than I have to in that regard. You know, it is not necessarily a disposable camera. I mean, it's got electronics inside. It's not the easiest thing to recycle, is it? So. Yeah, I'm yeah. conflicted. <laughs> Were they? Um, I know when Lomography brought out their um, disposable cameras, one of the big things they said was, "You can reload this." I, mean, I, I haven't yeah. bought one myself and tried it. Uh, was that a thing that would have been possible, or is possible with yours as well? Um, I think for future iterations, it would be. Yeah, not yeah. with that particular one. I mean, you could, but I really wouldn't advise it. In fact, there is a disclaimer on the side of the box to say, "Please don't." because it does have a capacitor inside uh, and I... that could hurt you. Um, <laughs> and so unless you know what you're doing, yeah, it's definitely not recommended, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good to know. And also it's one of those things, as you said, this was a first iteration and, it, and it's yeah. a lesson and learned. With exactly. All this. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we can figure out because there were certain things I wasn't, you know, we didn't finish them the way we wanted on the design and things like that. So we wanted to, you know, if we did make another one, take it further, you know. And part like of the thing, part, part of the thing with the, the disposable camera, not just yours, but anyone's disposable camera, um, is that they're not aimed at us, really. And the fact that you, no. you're, they're going to be sold in Urban Outfitters is fantastic. And yeah. Hamish, on one of his many and varied rants on um, <laughs> the high, on both his website and on the hypersensitive photographers thing, was talking about the Yashica Y35 and why people... I mean, <laughs> this was bonkers, because the Yashica Y35 was literally bad for everyone. But the point oh, he was making, God. well, it's not for us. Well, no, Hamish, it's not for us or no, it's anybody. Not for anyone. Yeah, that you, that thing was purely a, a, a way of just receiving people's money and then thanks very much, bye, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. I understood his point of like, well, not everything is aimed at us and just because it has film in it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's... So, um, yeah, but that is the case, you know, and, and I think this is what, um, you know, people I'm working with in the US are trying to sort of expand on and that's the, 
the burgeoning market, which is not us, not us grumpy old bastards who, you know, <laughs> complain about lens sizes and filter rings and all this sort of thing. Not us film snobs who, who think we're better than everybody else or because we shoot a certain rare, you know, slide film that's been discontinued or whatever. You know, these we, we will need a, a fresh market. We need new photographers. We need young photographers, people who've not used film before. And that's where things like the cashier step in. You know, they give people an introduction to this style of photography. Yeah. It's a and, gateway drug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, it, but in a positive way, guy. I'm totally with being an enabler. You know, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> but that. that's important. But that's part of sustainability. I mean, we I think we, we probably need to, to start wrapping up the conversation, I'm afraid, because uh, I know sure. that um, actually both you guys have got stuff to be getting on with. But the um, dinner. dinner. Yeah. yeah so it's, we, we want to keep <laughs> you from dinner, especially seeing as you're so exhausted from all the hard work you're doing. But it's <laughs> it, it's you know, so so and, and that is that's possibly a good place to, to, to start wrapping up the conversation anyway, because it isn't about us, is it really? I mean, we all talk about no. this sustainability sustainability but you know actually those of us who've, who've already reached a certain age and a certain level of curmudgeonliness uh, are, are not part of that future are we really so it is no, it, it, yeah. it is it's not appropriate for us to judge it on on our own standards you know because yeah, you know, um, if the, the children of the future as as, as a, a pop singer lady once said yeah i mean so we, you know, we can't expect them, the new generation of photographers, um, to have the same introduction to film that we had and to have the same access and the same availability of things that we had. We can't expect that for them. But what we can you know, give them is the best that we can possibly give them, you know, and, and that means by being open and, and being helpful and, and sharing, but also supporting the community, it will make it more accessible for them and more exciting for them and that's that's the best we can do really yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yes uh, and, and that is a lovely message i think to end the conversation on um so uh, thank you very much bellamy for coming to join us today it's been great to speak to you for me for the first time to speak to you um and uh yeah have you enjoyed being on the show absolutely I, i've had a fantastic time particularly my uh ilford slip up <laughs> <laughs> it was a deliberate thing. Yeah, yeah, deliberate. yeah, yeah. I'm going with that one. <laughs> well, you know, we, we don't do a lot of editing on that show, so this show's afraid that was probably probably oh, going to go. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. <laughs> can, can I, I probably, just ask one yeah. very, can I yeah. ask one very quick thing, just because, yeah. uh, as as you are the finger on the pulse guy, you know what's <laughs> hot, what what's the hot camera at the moment? What should we all be keeping an eye out for? That's going to be the super next on trend thing. Uh, um, so let me think. Uh, what have I been getting? Yeah, what have you got a lot of? No, no. What have I been getting a lot of requests for? And and that's recently been the uh, Mamiya RZ. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Loads. Mamiya RZ and the Pentax six seven. Oh, and the Machina six seven. But nobody can afford one of those. So you know. I yeah. think they were think they were made out of unicorns' of wings, weren't they? The Machinas, I've heard. And and sprinkled with fairy dust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah but the, the, it's weird, actually. You know, the RZ suddenly just boom. Um, so not I'm pocket probably... cameras then. <laughs> no, massive, massive things which are huge and take up massive boxes as well. <laughs> oh, have your shipping costs so gone up? Is that? <laughs> 
no, no, actually, you know what? And this is the thing. People, uh, people seem to think maybe that the shipping costs in Japan will be expensive, and they're not. Actually, Japan is super reasonable to ship stuff. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, cool. yeah. But, well, on, uh, on, that, on that basis, you are, of course, a businessman, and we do like to give our guests sure. the opportunity to, uh, to, to direct our listeners to, to their yes. business interests. So how would you like to do that? Yes. Um, please come and visit my site, which is japancamerahunter.com buy some of my street pan film or maybe uh, a lovely camera or just say hi come and check it out just be nice yeah be nice oh <laughs> uh, no you can be nice i mean if you want to be a jerk in the comments we will fire right back you know um, we we have no problem with being snarky so <laughs> shoot film take no prisoners <laughs> yeah right <laughs> okay awesome right well thanks again bellamy uh fantastic yeah. stuff uh good to it talk was a to pleasure. you Thank and you. come back soon come back soon I don't do. don't leave it I another however long it's been <laughs> yeah i won't <laughs> okay all right everybody uh you can get in touch with sunny 16 on the internet as well we are at sunny 16 podcast.com uh dot gmail dot twitter dot instagram dot facebook dot everything pretty much um and uh, if you have enjoyed the show um and you're feeling extra especially grateful uh please feel free to pop along to coffee.com slash sunny 16 podcast uh and and uh, express your thanks and your gratitude uh, financially that would be lovely yes buy these lads a double venti <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know and thank you as always to those who already have done that um uh, we will play you out uh with rachel's band rocker and you can get their album promises i should have kept on uh spotify itunes amazon probably lots of other places as well um uh, as always it has been an honor and a privilege to talk to you and we will talk to you next week goodbye bye say bye bellamy Bye. <laughs>